Hello and good morning. How are you doing today, Trudy? I'm good, doing great. How are you? Fantastic. I'm anxious to talk with you because as a reader, I don't want this to be the final story. And, and I, it's like, no, come on, <laughs> break the news. Tell me you're going to do at least 10 more. <laughs> well, I am doing, I am doing more uh, for Explore Academy just in a different way. Okay. Um, so we are, we're going to spin off one of the characters um, and do another series for that particular character. So it's not a total goodbye just yet. Well, good, because I, I love the way that you take science and, and you take real-life situations and you turn it into an adventure. Now, for, for the, you know, to, to be in that moment of how do you get it all together to fit into the same mold? Yeah, it's, I mean, that's really the challenge. And, and it's a great challenge because I love nonfiction and I love uh, learning about different places, geography, history, archaeology, paleontology. And then I have to figure out how can I, how can I create a story that you know, takes all of those subjects in and still is a good adventure for kids to follow. And, and originally, I wasn't really sure if I could do it. Um, but, but then when I found out all of the you know, amazing things that the explorers do, I went, you know what? All the stuff that you think that is so easy for them isn't easy at all. And so it made it really, oh, okay, so it's not that easy to go on a, on a dinosaur fossil hunt. It's really hot, and you get thirsty, and it's difficult, and you, you get hurt. And Okay, so I... Think I can I get this now it's not like what you see in the movies and once you realize that you're able to kind of weave it into the adventure it's mm-hmm. just reality um, much easier to do I call that theater of the mind and because we play that game in radio where you know with writing and 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 knowing exactly you know who your reader or listener is and you get the the opportunity to kind of play with their imaginations with the words that you share right right and so much of it is You know, there are times when I thought, okay, I'm just going to make something up, like some crazy technology. I'm just going to make this up. And then I do a little research and find out, oh, my gosh, it really exists. These little, you know, little teeny tiny drones exist. Oh, my gosh, they can go inside the human body. And and it's like, you know, now it seems like, there, it gets smaller and smaller, my imagination, because the world has gotten so much bigger that so much of what is included in the book really, really does exist. Well, see, I mean, even you um, are so, yeah, an explorer. You're, you're an explorer yourself, and, that, and that's what draws you into sharing the stories and stuff. It's, it's, it's almost like you've been chosen to say, hey, look, yeah. there, there's something beyond Google and Facebook. Let, let me share it with you, and then I'll, I'll write a story around exactly. it. Exactly, and you know when I I think it really hit me home too. When I first started researching, I would just look up what the explorers did. I yeah. would go on online and I would look up. Okay, this explorer is in Africa and, and they're um, they're going on a, a fossil hunt. Okay, that's interesting. And then I started meeting the explorers, and that really brought the science to life because I grew up where. You know, I went to school and I read about things in books and science seemed like lab beakers and, you know, dissecting frogs and that. It didn't (laughs) seem that interesting to me. And what I learned is that science is alive. You know, it's going out in nature and turning over a rock. It's, you know, it's, it's out there for us to discover and you can discover um, you can learn about yourself. You can learn about the world just the way that I, I mean, and I think that's why it's so interesting for me is because I love doing research. So I love learning about all of these things and then trying to figure out how I can incorporate them in, in an adventure story. Um, yeah, we're all explorers and that's, 
that's the cool thing about it. And, and science is so much around us. Technology is constantly growing. And because of books such as, you know, The Forbidden Island and things like this, what that does is that introduces yeah. people to, you know, you don't have to be a part of the nerd team or anything like that. You can read this book and say, I'm going to be a part of the cool team because science is cool. I have to tell you, the explorers I the explorers that I meet are adventuring, you know, I won't say daredevil because they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they're not out there to, like, you know, um, do something crazy. They don't have a death wish. Um, but they are an adventure. They have adventuring spirits. They want to go to new places. They want to try new things. And I, 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 I did a couple of book tours back pre-pandemic, and I would go with the explorers, and they would stand up and talk to the kids yeah. about, you know, where they would go and what they would do in the jungles and the deserts. And then I would get up and I'd go, well, I write, you know, yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like, I felt a little, you know, and that, that's the difference is that science isn't just sitting in a lab somewhere. I mean, that's great if, you, you know, um, if you are doing some amazing research, but it's really about going out into the world and, and discovering and exploring and touching and feeling and doing and, and contributing to the world in a way that, you know, is, is helpful for you, that engages you, that allows you to grow, and that also allows you to participate in the world. Um, but now they're, they're, they're really amazing people. They def- there's definitely an ex- explorer's heart, and you can see it when you meet them. Well, you know, one, one thing that I like about modern-day uh, schools is the fact that they, they're allowing those students to where they can have that as part of the school that they're getting their education from before science was just something that we did oh it was one of your electives right. and and so but now i mean i mean these these kids are are really you know coming up with their own inventions and one of the strangest things when you sit down and talk with them one of their favorite words is interesting because you know they, they'll find something they'll go interesting and it's like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> you know because they're drawn into their own you know you know discovery right Right, right. And, and, and one of the things that I learned from the explorers that I met was that most of them, if not all of them, really found their passion as kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like one of the explorers, he travels around the world collecting venom from um, snakes, spiders, and, you know, very poisonous really? animals um, so that we can use them in human medication. So he's created a toxin bank because we use a lot of toxins in uh, medication for like heart disease and diabetes. And, and so he was standing up there t- telling the kids about, you know, showing pictures of himself as a kid holding up snakes, you know. And, it's, and you think that, you know, he, he went from that little kid who just loved nature, just wanted to see a snake and, and look at it, to somebody now who is uh, truly making a difference in the medical world. Yeah. Um, that's what it's all about. It's just finding what you love to do as a child. And then if you're lucky enough, um, you can figure out a way to make it a career. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. One of the big messages that you have in this is the fact that you've got authentic friendships going on. And I, and I think that so many of the young adults yearn for that. I want a real friend. I don't, I don't want a digital friend. I want a real friend. Right. Right. Yeah. That's really important. And, and, and I think that it's, it's so important, um, for kids to recognize that one-on-one personal interaction uh, is, I know our I know our phones take the place of you know our social media takes the place of um, of real friendships, and I I I think that that's a huge mistake. I think we need to reach out and connect with one another, and and for Cruz, you know, 
if he didn't have his friends, he wouldn't have a mirror in which to look up at himself and see, (laughs) you know, how he needs to grow and how he needs to change. And they're the ones who often will say to him, you know, um, and and they will, you know, help him and encourage him and support him. Um, And then, you know, sometimes they come into conflict, just like kids do. Um, And, but it's really important, I think, for any book um, that you have good, solid characters and relationships, because ultimately, that's what draws you into a book. If I, if I ask you, what's your favorite book? What's your favorite children's mm-hmm. book? You're probably going to tell me one where there is an amazing relationship in that book, because that is what draws us in, is people we can identify with, people we want to be like, sometimes people we don't want to be like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's the relationships and the friendships that really make a difference when you're writing a book, and especially when you're writing a series. Now, because wh- I want I have to spend I have to spend a lot of time with Cruz, <laughs> so I want that to be I don't want to I don't want to go I really don't like this guy yeah, you know I yeah. don't I don't want to spend that much time with somebody that I don't like. See, that's the one thing about a lot of listeners don't understand, and I wish they would take the time to talk with more authors and things like that. There is an emotional connection between the author and the paragraph that's that's being born in that moment of now, and somehow, some way, it makes it to the reader. And and that journey is is like you know a, a drop of water locating the ocean. Will it make it there? And right. a, and a, and an author right. is the same exact thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to really find that character, and sometimes it's. Sometimes it's easy. Uh, characters, uh, Cruz was, it, I think, an easier character for me. For his best friend Emmett, was a lot harder. Mm. Um, and and I because I didn't want Emmett to be his conscience all the time. Sometimes yes, but I, when I first started writing the series, I had written a couple of chapters about um, Cruz meeting Emmett, and <laughs> I was just getting going with one of the other characters named Sailor. She's very outgoing and fun, and and um, but very honest. And she sort of showed up in my head one day, and she said, "Trudy, we don't like Emmett very much, <laughs> and you need to fi- you need to fix him <laughs> because because he's getting on our nerves, and we got you know a lot of books to do here, and you need to fix him and make him less uptight." <laughs> so I you know I went back to the beginning, and I took a look at it. And I'm like, oh, "She's right. He is a pretty uptight." And so, you know, I rewrote him so that he was less of, um, kind of, he was kind of a little snotty, a little rude, you know, and I was like, no, this is not, not who he, who he should be. Um, so sometimes your characters will, will tell you, um, if it's, you know, if it's working, if it's not working, um, and, and it's really important to listen to that, listen hard. So when you, when you do what you just talked about, about going back in there to change a character, to give, you know, to change your personality and stuff, that's like the movie Back to the Future. You go back there and you mess around with, with our, what's already been written. I mean, that could change the whole entire story. Uh, yeah, and it did. I mean, and wow. I'd only had a couple chapters written, so I wasn't, you know, I wasn't like 100 pages in, although that would have been really challenging. Yeah. Um, and I was, you know, I was able to recognize it kind of early on. So it was those first chapters. Um, but I think if you don't, regardless of whether you're 20 pages in or 200 pages in, if you listen, if your heart tells you something, yep. you got to go back and fix it. Otherwise, you're always going to be going, you know what, that just doesn't ring true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the challenging thing about revision. You know, you do have to, sometimes you do have to take, um, you just have to take things apart and, and, and re, you know, reconfigure, rebuild, because it's like a house built on a bad foundation. You know, <laughs> if you start that one book and you go down that way, if the, if the house is leaning, that's not a good thing. And you know it. Um, so you have to fix it. 
How do you deal with the continuity? Because I mean, these books have got to be connected in yeah. ways that, and, and as as an author and stuff like that, you've you've got to be very much aware of what happened. Yeah, um, I keep a good file good. Of, of of things. I keep a good file of what happened. Sometimes, though, I I have to admit I try not to do that too much to get too detailed because I figure if I'm asking the reader to remember things, I should be able to remember mm. them, which isn't always, which is a bad idea probably <laughs> because <laughs> there are sometimes I do forget things. So I do need to go back and read, reread things, take a look at things, um, be, mainly only because I, I can't remember what happened in book two. Did this happen in book mm-hmm. two or book three? And I got, have to go back and find which book it is. But I've read it so many times that I know what happened. I just have to remember where it happened um, and keep that continuity. But, yeah, it's, it is important to, you know, make sure you write things down. I have a separate file so that if I need to go back and, like, say, I can't remember the description of a particular character that I used maybe three books yeah. ago. So I'll go back and take a look at that. Um, and, but it, it, it can be challenging because there are times where you forget, you know, sometimes did I, you know, did I use the guy with the gun two books ago or, yeah. and, and so, cause you don't want to repeat anything. Right. Especially exactly. when you're, you know, creating a plot, you don't want to repeat um, what you've done before. So it's important to kind of keep as organized as you can, but I do plan out too how I'm going to end each book so that I know, okay, cliffhanger here, you know, this is where I want, this is where I want to begin. This is where I want to end. And that way I can make sure that there is some continuity from book to book. Um, and I can kind of, you know, leave the reader hanging a little bit, which I know some readers hate. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad but, that you brought that up because, I mean, a lot of people don't understand yeah. that prep is everything. And through that prep, that you build up your confidence as a creative mind and things. And so when, when you talk about that, even yeah. you have to prep and have to know where. I always tell people, I, I know where Montana is. I just don't know how to get there. Well, and that's the thing about, you know, when I talk to kids about writing, that's exactly what I say, because they'll ask, well, do you outline a lot? And I say, yeah, I, I do outline. I need to know. It's like planning for a trip. If I'm going to New York, I'm not going to just get in the car and get on the freeway and hope that I get there, mm-hmm. um, because I'm probably not going to make it. I need to know my beginning, and I need to know where I'm going to be in the, a couple big spots in the middle, big plot points in the middle, and then I can meander around. Okay, if I'm going to New York and I don't want to go down to Oregon first, great. Then I'm just going to, you know, but, uh, but I am going to get to New York. <laughs> and, that, and that's what the, the daily, the daily uh, writing does for you. Because you don't want to be so, to me, I don't want to be so tightly outlined that there's no room for um, spontaneity. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And for whatever, yeah, whatever happens to happen. Uh, that's the joy of writing is something comes out of your head and you go, wow, I did not, I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, and so I love that, that part of it. But if you do that every day, if you're just one of those writers that just gets up and writes, you will find yourself in Mexico instead of New York. That's and, right. <laughs> and that's a lot of rewriting to do. And I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> I call that stream thinking. It's 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 you know you you allow yeah. you know you're, you're you're like ahead of the page and and you just and you just go with the trust is what you got to do. But that takes practice to do that. A lot of practice to be it able does. to do that. It does. It does. And you have to know when you're going off track yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that I do is like when I when I write for the day when I'm done, the next day I come back in and take a look at what I've written. I'm kind of a person that likes to rewrite as I go along. Mm-hmm. So by the time that I'm to the end of the first draft, I don't have a ton of revising to do. Uh, I will go back and add some things, change a few things, move some things around. But I'm, but I'm not one of those pers- 
people that just writes by the seat of my pants and then goes, okay, now I've got 70,000 words on the page. Now I have to figure out how to make it into something. I want to weave the tapestry as I go. Wow. Where can readers and listeners go to find out more about all of your books like we talked about in the beginning? This is the seventh and the final one, but you you let us in on the inside scoop there, but that there's going to be a, a new books based on a different character. Exactly. Yeah, you can see me at um, trudytruitt.com, T-R-U-D-I-T-R-U-E-I-T, and then also at exploreacademy.com. Yes. There's some great resources there um, for teachers and librarians, and there's videos and games and reader guides. Um, so that's a great resource for those who like the series. Man, you got to come back to this show. You know that door is always open for you, Trudy. Oh, thank you so much for having me. appreciate it so much. You bet. You'd be brilliant today, okay? Thank you. You too. <laughs>